On today's podcast, I talk with Minnie Lung. She is the founder of Chi Kitchen Foods. I always hesitate saying that because I want to see chai, but it's actually Chi Kitchen like Kim Chi, which is actually what her business does. They make kimchi products. How cool is that? They have even a vegan kimchi as well. So even more cooler. And Minnie joins me on the podcast today to not only talk about her kimchi products, but to talk about why kimchi and fermented foods are such great you know, health foods for us because they're full of the probiotics in them, but just how they can just be a flavor explosion for your food as well. She just knows all the ins and outs of it. And we talk about her company, so we'll learn a little bit more about that. We'll learn about the kimchi, learn about, you know, just it's been around forever and, you know, just about the history of it. Just such a cool conversation. And I'm definitely inspired to add some more fermented foods into my own, you know, food and lifestyle and dinners and um, just to kind of experiment playing with with all of that. So if you want to learn how to connect with Chi Kitchen Foods and Mini, we're going to list all of that information in our show notes. You can find the show notes on our sponsored blog, badtothebull.com forward slash 52. All right, let's dive in and talk with Mini. It's time to adapt to a plant-based palate, minimize waste, and respect our environment. Hello, we are Joe and Sarah Hayes, and we are the hosts of the Bowl of Life podcast, where we are encouraging you to join the plant-forward food movement. It's time for vegetables to move from the side of your plate to the center, and we are here each week to help you do that. So if increasing your vegetable consumption and limiting your animal proteins sounds like a win-win to you, go grab a spoon or fork and let's dive in to learning more about how you can be plant forward. Hello and welcome back to the Bull of Life podcast. Today I'm so excited to talk with Minnie, who is the owner of the family business, Chi Kitchen Foods. <laughs> so I am so excited about this and I'm so excited because... They make kimchi, which I know probably you've heard of, and but really, like, what is it, and why is it good for us? So I'm just so excited to learn all about this. I've talked with a couple people on the podcast about gut health, and they've mentioned eating more fermented foods, and that's exactly what kimchi is, and what Chi Kitchen makes and produces and sells, and this is exciting, Minnie. I'm so glad to welcome you to the show. First, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you even got started? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk about kimchi and gut health and fermented foods as well. So I um, started Chi Kitchen. We're a small family-owned business based in Rhode Island. Um, we manufacture and make all of our um, fermented products. We're the only company that is focused solely on uh, fermented vegetables with Asian flavor profiles. And our kimchi is our most popular um, product. But just to backtrack, I was living in um, Los Angeles where I was working as a chef. And I wanted to start a healthy Asian food business. And I looked at my husband who is um, 
also my partner. And I said, what is the healthiest Asian food out there? And far and away, we said kimchi. So what is kimchi? Um, it is, first of all, it's been eaten for a thousand years. It is a tre treasured food of Korea. And um, it's fermented um, and is loaded with billions and billions of probiotics. It has amazing flavor profiles. It's so good for you. Um, it's easy to use. And um, I think that's part of the reason why it's been so popular. And particularly in the last uh, year or so during the pandemic, the sales of kimchi have gone through the roof. That is so interesting just because people are like, I got to get healthy. Um, well, first people were, you know, cooking at home and eating in the home and doing home cooking more so than usual and wanting to, um, if you didn't grow up eating kimchi, you know, wanting to try different flavor adventures. And, um, of course, uh, we can't deny the health benefits of it as well, um, with the probiotics and other, um, ingredients. So I think that has kind of, you know, led to the increase in sales. Yeah. Well, hey, um, you know, there are some positive things, right, that have came out of the pandemic and not all not all negative things. But uh, it's always a big fan, though, of, you know, um, trying new foods and exploring new foods. And which is so ironic because I did grow up in like Indiana, traditional Midwest. And, you know, it just growing up, we didn't eat those foods either. And now I'm so all about exploring new tastes and, and everything, as well as so interested in, in gut health as well. And so why, why is kimchi so good for our gut health? You mentioned that a, a few times just a second ago. Um, well, it's, it's the probiotics that come naturally from the lacto-fermentation process. We don't add any cultures or add any probiotics in our process. Um, it's just we are setting up the uh, fermentation so that the natural uh, lactic acid bacteria, which is the probiotics, are going to flourish and grow in the process. Um, so each spoonful of our kimchi has billions and billions of um, probiotics. It was studied by Brown University um, scientists. And so al alongside the, the probiotics is also, it's the type that we make, it's a Napa cabbage kimchi. So it has cabbage. Cabbage is also a prebiotic. Um, there's tons of garlic and ginger and onion, um, which help um, with um, your immune system. And also the red pepper, uh, that spice, spicy foods um, have capsaicin, which helps with inflammation. And um, I find that people who are looking to eat kimchi for their um, health, overall health, they they say that they end up craving it, you know, just a little really? bit every day. Yeah. And I always say, you know, if that's what your body is calling for, then you should listen. Right. Yeah. I've always felt like that, um, that you should listen to your body and if it's saying, Hey, go eat that. Um, but yeah, so that is, that is so cool. That was even studied by Brown university. Wow. What a, what a superfood, right. To put kind of a, a label on it. I don't, I'm not sure I've ever heard kimchi termed superfood before, but it should definitely be in that category, huh? Well, I certainly think it's a superfood and it, it's, you know, super delightful and there's a lot of, you know, what, 
we were t talking about like storytelling around it as well. It has been around for you know thousands of years, and there's there's so much culture and meaning and history behind it as well. Yeah. Now you mentioned that um, you know this is kind of born out of you and your husband being a chef. Now, did you eat this growing up as well? Yeah. So I'm not Korean. Um, uh, my family is from. Uh, I was born on a rice farm in the Mekong Delta of Vietnam. But um, I actually did grow up eating um, kimchi and other fermented foods. My family is, we're really major foodies. <laughs> My father's an amazing, prolific gardener. He loves to fish. And so when I was growing up, it wasn't easy to find um, Asian ing ingredients, you know, in our local grocery store. We'd have mm -hmm. to drive about an hour into Boston to uh, go shopping in Chinatown. So uh, luckily that has changed a lot. And, yeah. um, but when I was growing up, you know, we made and grew a lot of our own foods. And so I did grow up with um, kimchi. I didn't know what it was, <laughs> really. Yeah. It was just what was in my house and, you know, at, at our at our table. Yeah, it was just what you were used to. And, mm -hmm. and I love that. And I, I love how, you know, things are more accessible these days. But, you know, it's also so fun to, you know, like you said, like you just grew up, that was just, you You just did it. You made everything at home. And uh, it's kind of been interesting to kind of see that come back during the pandemic, a lot more people making things at home. And uh, that's been a really cool, like revitalization of that. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, in stores, our uh, products are uh, packed into glass jars. Um, yeah. And there's actually a, like glass shortage uh in the last year because i'm a tr some of it is you know because of the pandemic and but a lot of it is because there's such a demand for glass jars because because specific specifically because people are creating their own uh homemade foods wow wow so interesting well, yeah. i guess it just means we all need to get on the more recycling band right <laughs> recycling all the glass jars we have around yeah yeah. Well, this is so cool. Like, I, so I think I mentioned to you in the intro, my sister-in-law is um, adopted from Korea. And, you know, I've always been amazed, like she can just sit there and just down jars of kimchi. And I'm always like, wow, like your taste buds. And she's so healthy too. Actually, I now that I think about it, I never really have ever heard of her having a cold or being sick. But uh, a funny story was my nephew was visiting this summer and he tells us, he's like, oh, yes. He's like, I will just sit and watch uh, YouTube and I'll just eat jar and jar after kimchi. And I was like, whoa, I'm like seriously impressed. You're like 11 years old. I'm like, that's amazing. And like, well, no wonder you're so healthy. I'm like, so uh, funny story. I told, told my sister-in-law that and she's like, Oh, she's like, no, that's me. <laughs> she's like, she's like, he might eat a few bites. She's like, but that's me that sits there and does that. I, you know, I think he was just taking on my personality for a moment or something. <laughs> well, she's definitely not the only one. Um, it's like a vacation, <laughs> you know, for some people, you know, it's like their moment of relaxing and, but the good nice thing about it it's like it's good for you and it's very satisfying um with all the umami and the flavors so um you know there's youtube videos of people eating kimchi and all kinds of 
of food and um you know it's it's at every single meal in korea um koreans on average eat about 40 pounds of kimchi a year oh, which wow. is really when you think about it it's actually not that much that's about two tablespoons i mean that's oh. an average but um yeah i mean I, and i think it's wonderful you know um uh, when you know usually you're gonna you want to reach for popcorn or chips, but yeah. you know, you really, you know, a couple spoonfuls of kimchi and you're, you get, you're, you're satisfying all those um, taste buds. Yeah. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Another funny story. So what, what, um, now this is something different than kimchi, but sauerkraut falls in kind of to that fermented kind of food as well. Right. Yeah, sauerkraut um, is made out of green cabbage, and it, it goes through the, the same process of lacto fermentation. Um, uh, it doesn't, you know, has different flavor pro- profiles, but um, definitely the same, some the same probiotic health benefits. Yeah, yeah. I think um, after a St. Patrick's Day, this has been years ago. I had bought some sauerkraut, and I and I had just read about the like two tablespoons a day. Um, eating the fermented foods. And so my husband and I were like, all right, this is going to be our vitamin. Every every day we're going to eat two tablespoons. And he lasted a little bit longer than me at it. But but then now we still we still talk about it like we're like, we should we should do that again. We should we should try that, challenge ourselves. But... Well, I find the best way to do that is to eat it for breakfast, actually. Really? Um, yeah, I mean get it out of the way first thing in the morning get your probiotics in there you get in your fiber um it's great with eggs it's great on avocado toast you know two two teaspoons i mean two tablespoons um breakfast sandwiches people do you know breakfast bowls otherwise or it's a great sandwich topper salad um but yeah, I think if you're if you're trying to, you know, introduce more probiotics into your diet, and I would recommend, you know, instead of taking a pill of probiotics, um, you know, eating probiotics is much better for you and I think uh a lot more satisfying. So, um yeah, start off with breakfast, try it and see and then it could, you know, it becomes like a routine. Oh yeah, totally, totally agree. I think um, a few podcasts ago, I had a functional doctor on, and we were talking kind of about you know supplements and and things like that. And he's like, "Yeah, my first question is always like, what are we supplementing? Must mean you're missing something. Like we should probably think about what foods first before supplementing." <laughs> so definitely a huge fan of getting it from the source type of situation. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't really, you know, they talk about probiotics. People do appreciate the value of the probiotics. A lot of people don't realize, oh, you can get them from the foods that we eat. <laughs> exactly. The more natural way to, to go here. So so the taste of kimchi. So it's a little spicy, a little sour, right? Yeah, so I want to say there's about 165 registered varieties of kimchi. Oh, um, wow. Have you tried all of them? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I haven't. 
But, um, you know, the one that we're talking about is the most common one. It's a uh, spicy Napa cabbage. But um, so then that's the one that you'll see in restaurants or, you know, that's the, the most common one that people think of. But there are a lot of different kinds. They're not all um, spicy. Um, actually, originally when it was made, uh, it, there was they didn't have spice. The spice actually came from the New World. Oh. Um, and it was incorporated, you know, I don't know, in the 1700s or so, you know, after uh, they discovered the new world and all the wonderful peppers that grow naturally here. But um, a good kimchi, in my opinion, it has um, spice, not too much heat um, where you're going to blow out your taste buds, but you're going to feel that heat. Um, one other thing is the Korean red pepper. It is, um, cause typically if you dry peppers, they might turn brown, but mm -hmm. these peppers are, have, stay red and very, it's very beautiful. Um, and then, um, some crunch is good. Um, that's something that we really try to work on at, uh, at Cheek Kitchen because once you start fermenting something, it always continues to ferment. Um, mm -hmm. so um, and you know, the, the, the textures change. So we, you know, that's something that we, in our processes really pay attention to in terms of how we cut the vegetables and, uh, how we treat them. And then that sour taste, that tanginess that actually comes from the fermentation, the lactic acid bacteria is what we don't add any vinegar to it or, or any of that. Um, that is a natural part of the fermentation. Um, but I think it really lends itself to, you know, all kinds of dishes, rice. It's great with, on a grilled cheese and, and mac and cheese. It really mm -hmm. pairs well with proteins, um, eggs. So for breakfast, you know, some eggs and a little kimchi on the side. Um, and yeah, it should be really, it should be balanced. At least that's what we are, that's what we are trying to achieve with our kimchi. We don't have any different spice, you know, levels. There's no mild, medium, or hot. Um, it's just what we think is the best balance of that spice, that the texture of the vegetables, and that tanginess that you're getting from the the lactic acid bacteria. Mm, yeah, and I like that you you said you focus on kind of keeping the crunch in there. That's my th that's my thing. I love I love crunchy things. <laughs> And yeah, just uh, thinking about putting it maybe in like some type of big, big bowl or something just to add a little bit of, you know, flavor profile to it. I bet it really just um, amps the taste up and the taste buds too. Well, then you already have that naturally occurring umami in there um, too. So that's going to, you know, that's why it's a perfect kind of ingredient to cook with because it really transfers um, the flavors very well and it's very versatile and easy to work with. You just yeah. open <laughs> and add it. Now you mentioned cooking with it. Do you mean just kind of like putting it on at the end or do you actually like cook with it? Like would that take away the like Both. health benefits of it if you actually like cooked it? Both. So some people are going to, you know, eat kimchi for the health benefits. And if you want the probiotics, then you definitely want to eat it raw. If okay. you cook it, 
then you won't get the the probiotics will um will not will die off. However, um some people just want to eat kimchi because they like the flavors and they don't care. Yeah. And I'd say, you know, one thing I would recommend um is that if you are going to cook with it, garnish it with some fresh raw kimchi. So you get the, you know, you could like for example, like a, I'll make like a kimchi fried rice um and I'm cooking the the kimchi for the flavors um to pair with the rice, but then when I present it, I add raw kimchi on top. So you get the best of both worlds. Yeah, I like that idea. That that's oh yeah, that's a perfect way to enjoy it then. So is is kimchi naturally vegan? Is it gluten free? Like what are kind of uh, the labels you would put to it? <laughs> um n- a lot of kimchi, traditional style kimchi, has some seafood component to it. So in our case, our Napa kimchi, which is our bestseller, has uh, first press fish sauce made from wild caught black anchovies, and that the fish sauce is actually fermented. Um, so you, with our kimchi, you're getting these layers of fermentation. Okay. Um, and then we make a vegan kimchi as well. Instead of fish sauce, we use miso, which is fermented. Um, soy and um, a lot of people, you know, really love that. Um, the vegan kimchi as well it has a ton of umami. We really want to challenge ourselves to make a really, you know, robust uh, vegan kimchi. So that's something that a lot of people um, don't realize. If you you should check the ingredient label. Yeah. Um, but they're both uh, gluten free, naturally gluten free. All of our products actually are gluten-free and um, all of our products are vegan and gluten-free except for the, the Napa kimchi that has the, the fish sauce in it. Ah, so good to know. that. Yeah, that was one of my questions. So I know we were talking a little bit earlier about um, the hurricanes and it missed you, thank goodness. But, um, you know, for someone who loses power or something, say, and they have some open kimchi is it gonna go bad does it go how long does it stay good my motto is never ever ever throw out kimchi (laughs) um you know it keep in mind it was developed you know thousands of years ago as a way of preserving foods when people did not have refrigeration Mm. um so it's fermented to a ph level where you know bad bacteria um can't survive or thrive. Um, now you can introduce bad bacteria into it, you know, by sticking your fork in, you know, your used fork in there, but I do that all the time. So, you know, but that's one way, you know, but, um, at any rate, what's going to happen is if you put it in the refrigerator, um, cause it's sold in the refrigerated section, it's just going to slowly ferment, continue to ferment and change and develop, um, over time. Um, once you take it out of refrigeration, it's going to continue to ferment, um, faster. And then the, the warmer it is, the more fermented it's going to get. So, um, during the hurricane, a lot of people lost their power and someone emailed me and asked me, you know, uh, is my kimchi going to be okay? And I said, you're totally going to be fine. The only thing I would say is that if you take it out of the fridge, um, or if it's, or something like that happens just to be careful, oh, open it carefully over the sink because what happens is it can develop um, CO2 bubbles kind of similar to like kombucha or soda. And um, 
and that can get kind of messy. So you kind of want to burp the kimchi or any fermented, you know, vegetables that you have uh, and then put them back in the, the fridge. But if you forget about it, if you stick it in the back of the fridge and forget about it for, you know, months and months and months, we have a six month shelf life, uh, but it could easily, you know, it's, I've opened jars that are, you know, a year, year and a half old and uh, they're totally fine. It's just, it's, it's just a little bit more fermented. Um, that's a great time to use it to cook, to make a, a kimchi tofu um, soup or to make a kimchi fried rice or to, you know, so that's what I say. Never throw out kimchi because if it's, you know, been out, been in the back of your fridge for a long time, take it out and use it in some fried rice or soup or what, or whatever creative uh, dishes that you come up with. So I think that refrigerator uh, meals are always the best anyways. Ah, that's awesome to hear. That is so long lasting. So for anybody that likes a very sustainable product, right? Uh, and is, you know, does not like food waste, um, definitely one of the, the products they should have in their kitchen as well as just all the the benefits and the taste and does it after it sits a while does it get um like even more like tangier tasting yeah or? yeah it will get tangier it, the texture probably won't be as crunchy um the flavors will probably be a little bit more you know developed um people like kimchi at different stages some people like a fresh kimchi that's almost like a salad um and some people like you know really you know funky vintage kimchi it really just depends on what your you know mood is or or application is right yeah that that totally makes sense it totally makes sense so i think okay so this is a funny question but i think i read on your website did do people used to ferment it like in the ground yes so traditionally it's um uh, these ginormous uh clay pots called anji and um what would they do, what people would do in Korea is and they still do it to this day I, I believe is at harvest time in the fall when the Napa cabbage are you know in season the community gets together and makes the kimchi together because it's actually you know very labor intensive um, mm. and what typically they're doing is fermenting whole entire heads of uh, Napa cabbage by the way a Napa cabbage is like uh, Asian style cabbage that if a uh, romaine lettuce and a green cabbage had a baby, that's what it would look like. It's very le leafy um, and very sweet. You can just eat it raw um, or put it in a salad. But uh, in this case, they're going to ferment whole heads of Napa cabbage or half or they'll cut it in half and bury it under the ground. And like that was the way of preserving it for the entire to have enough uh, for the entire winter until next year. Kind of like a very rudimentary seller. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, people ask if we do that, it'd be really cool to do that. <laughs> but uh, the health department would not go for it. <laughs> That's true. That health department. <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah. So, so yeah. Well, that's a really cool history, though, just to think, um, you know, how long it's been around, how long they've been making it, how they, how it was produced, you know, it just, uh, what a cool history behind it. Right. 
Yeah, I always think, I mean, when I look at a jar of kimchi, I just think like all of the, the you can see, you know, the history. <laughs> I see the red pepper and I think of, you know, where I am here in New England and the New World and, um, and how it was first discovered and how now it's very popular here um, and across the world. Yeah, yeah, really, uh, I think it's great, you know, to explore different tastes and foods and cultures. And that certainly, um, you know, it's very cool as well as, you know, supporting, you know, brands like yourself who are doing really cool things out of, you know, a passion for it, of, of making kimchi and making it delicious and even making a vegan version. Um, that's really cool. And you have a slaw and pickles as well. Yeah, so uh, we just introduced two new products. Um, one is a fermented sesame slaw. It's made with red and green cabbage, and it has ginger and wasabi and sesame, um, really wonderful flavor profiles. And then uh, we make a kimchi pickle. It's a fermented Persian cucumber with kimchi spices. What's fun about that is that it has um, this nice, kimchi juices that you can also, you know, drink or use as a marinade or put in salad dressings or uh, cocktails. People are making, you know, Bloody Marys and cocktails out of that. So, oh. um, yeah, so those are really fun and exciting products as well. And also gluten-free, vegan, and loaded with billions of probiotics. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Have a, have a kimchi-esque uh, cocktail, Bloody Mary. <laughs> <laughs> So fun. So fun. So where can people find your products to buy? Is it online only or wait, you mentioned refrigerator section. So must so be we are in um, all the Whole Foods in New England. We're in a bunch of stores all over New England. Um, and for people outside of the region, they can order online at our website, chikitchen.com. Um, and um, when you order online, we ship it instead of dealing with glass jars and breakage and yeah. all that. We ship it in these special um, vented pouches. Um, oh. So that would be the only difference. But, um, and they actually really hold, hold up very well um, with the pouches and they're shipped with ice packs. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So yeah, accessible really, really to everybody. And uh yeah, that's just so cool. So when when did you guys start making kimchi? So, I mean, professionally, we started the business in at the tail end of 2015. Okay. Um, prior to that, I think the first time I actually made it was, you know, 15 years ago. And it came out terrible. And I didn't ever, I didn't touch it again for six years. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And then... Um, after that six year hiatus actually it came out pretty good. So that's how I started kind of getting into fermentation and kimchi and making it for myself and my, you know, my friends. And you kind of can go down in a rabbit hole when you get into fermentation. There's just so much um, fun stuff to learn. And it's also, you know, it's really exciting because you just don't, it's always just so exciting because um, it can be very heartbreaking. Like the first time I made it when I spent all this time and energy to make it and didn't come out good. But when it does come out good, it's so rewarding. And 
we, I think at this point, six years into it, um, have kind of really figured out how to, how to do it well. Well, yeah, it, it sounds like it, the way your business is growing and experiencing growth. And that's so cool just to come full circle from that first batch was what to like, look at me now I have a company. So what? I know. I never would have imagined, you know, that I would have a kimchi company that wasn't really, you know, uh, the plan, but um, that was, that's what it ha- what was meant to be, I guess. No, it's so cool. Such a cool entrepreneurial story. And just so cool to see brands like yourself just doing amazing things like that and bringing, um, you know, cool food products to the forefront that um, not only are just cool, but also pack quite a good punch of good probiotics, prebiotics that we need for our bodies and just bringing that to the light. And that's just I think so cool. And it's been so fun to learn more about it and just more about the process and actually, you know, what does actually make up kimchi? And um, it's been very fascinating to me. So where can people connect with you online to buy it? Um, So the website is www.chikitchen.com. All right. Chikitchen.com. We will definitely link that in the show notes so people can go check that out and order some. Or, you know, if they're in your area, go visit it um, and buy some at the Whole Foods in the refrigerated section. So um, very cool. So many, thank you so much for coming on today and just, uh, you know, letting us know more about, you know, not only your business, but also more about kimchi as well. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. This has been really fun. Are you excited to buy some kimchi now? I sure hope you are because... I love bowl food. That's no surprise, right? Our sponsored blog is Bad to the Bowl, which is my plant-based food blog. And often on there, you will see just bowls of of food. And kimchi, I think, could really take up the flavor profile of some of those foods. So I'm so excited to try Minnie's kimchi from... Chi Kitchen Foods, and oh, just so fun to learn about it too. I loved the story of how they would bury it in the ground. Oh, just food history to me is just so fascinating, and different cultures, how how they did things, and you know, different ways that we've adopted different cultural food into our own lifestyles, and just all so cool to me, as well as, of course, the health benefits of kimchi. Um, you can't forget about that. And if for anything, add them in because you'd rather eat the probiotics and prebiotics from the source in your food, the wholesome food that we put into our bodies, than get it from a supplement. So you start there, start with the, the foods first, and just a huge fan of that. If you want to pick up some Chi Kitchen Foods kimchi, or maybe you want to try the slaw or the pickles. We're going to list all of that in our show notes. You can directly head over there and get connected with Minnie and Chi Kitchen Foods. And once again, you can find all of that information on our sponsored blog, badtothebowl.com forward slash 52. Again, that's badtothebowl.com forward slash 52. Thanks again, guys.